0: Listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Demian. Changes Big and Small will help you take action in your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to accept unexpected challenges that will help you take action to build the life that you want. In his book, Think Again, Adam Grant talks about exploring concepts from a spherical perspective that idea of looking at things from so many different angles as is possible in a spherical shape appeals to me. In this second compilation episode on self-acceptance, I will be highlighting elements of interviews with seven different guests. I will be weaving a thread between the episodes to help you understand different elements of self-acceptance and its relevance and application in your life. To begin, let's visit the episode with Rachel Tapscott. If you're struggling with your self image, you may find yourself avoiding video or photos. Rachel takes us through an activity to create your first video and share it with others. I'd call it the elevator pitch video exercise. It's a few sentences. And the first thing we do is say our name and a lot of people will skim over their name. Like it's not very important. So the very first part of the exercise, is saying your name like you mean it with a full stop on the end. So instead of going, hi, my name is Rachel and I run that camera girl and I help business owners feel more confident on camera and you sound really nervous, not sure of yourself, become sure of your name and what you do. And this can be like a 30 second video that you record. And once you get used to doing this, you can make an actual video with that information to put on your website or on your socials as an introduction video to you, which is the first video that I work with, with a lot of my clients. The story you tell about yourself reflects how accepting you are of yourself and of your place in the world. There is revelation in how you create the story, what you choose to keep in or leave out and the very format that you decide to tell your story using. Darylise Lyons reminds us of this.
1: I think sometimes it's really wonderful to just make a start, you know, and then just kind of continue to practice that again and again and again. I think stepping outside our comfort zones is really important as part of growth as storyteller and also part of just growth as we're developing as humans. But I think it, it depends on what someone has been through. Someone has been through a lot of External trauma, it might make a lot more sense for that person to just keep a journal for a while and start to really go inward and really just express things to themselves. And for someone that has had those experiences, it might feel unsafe to share stories in a group setting. It might feel unsafe to try to get onto a stage. And that's going to be very different than someone who's maybe they've had no problem. They kind of have been writing for a while and they've been talking about themselves and they've constantly in their lifetime been met with affirmation. And so for them, the perfect thing to do might be to look outside themselves at like, okay, well, what community writing group can I join? How do I step onto a stage? Cause I'm afraid of public speaking, but all the barriers are internal. And so how do I meet them? This is exactly what Michelle Quay did,
0: stepping outside her comfort zone, when she decided to face her fears and climb Machu Picchu.
2: So I decided in 2016, I'm going to be part of that conversation. I booked myself a ticket, I flew myself to um, Cusco, Peru, and I hiked through 26 miles of Inca Trail with my two pink crutches to Machu Picchu. The highest point in Machu Picchu is at 14,000 feet uh, above sea level. It's all ascending. There's a lot of stairs, and you hike through the trail every day about 8 to 10 hours. For most people, even that in itself is a lot. For me, you got to imagine going uphill, and these are big stairs. So the height of the stair, the stone, is about the same length of my leg.
0: Michelle had to make her way out of the darkness of depression, and then she decided to do something brave.
2: At some point, that aha moment is going to show up, and you're going to see how beautiful even the darkest hours of your life is. There's so much beauty within that darkness.
0: Michelle discovered she had communities of support already around her what she needed to do was open herself up and accept that support.
2: This is a a great opportunity to me to really step out of my own comfort zone, my own fear of stop shaming myself, show myself more love because I deserve it. I deserve this. And I think coming along, if I didn't have all these people around me who gave me the opportunity, who show me and who lead me the way, who was there to hold my hand and really support me along the way, I would never, ever have made it this far. I'm getting really <laughs> teary right now because the community, all these people in my life, friends, family, even the stranger who gave me a smile on the street, those are the people who made imprints in my life.
0: The idea of community comes up in a later episode with Shauna Leith as well. She frames it within the context of resilience and resistance.
1: Richard Wright, way back in the day, said that Black folks were incapable of authentic love because of white supremacy and because of racism. That so much had been taken from us that we were incapable of loving ourselves or loving others. In the book, she talks about how James Baldwin, for instance, and Lorraine Hansberry and others challenged that and said, no, in fact, there is so much joy and self-acceptance and love within Black communities. And it is from that resilience and resistance that that's born.
0: Resistance comes up because
1: radical self-acceptance involves having to push against
0: narratives. Many guests talked about their journeys. Aruna Krishnan spoke of her
2: soul-searching journey you could call it soul searching, but searching within to figure out at 35, what has got me to this point where I feel like I'm not doing anything right. I'm not able to fit in. I'm not getting acceptance, whether it's from family or friends, all these different things around me that didn't help me feel who I truly was. So I went through that soul-searching journey. A lot of it was mindfulness. So with that meditation, letting go of the past, first of all, searching what was in the past that came to my present that brought me to that state and what I need to put away and what I need to move forward with.
0: Aruna leaves us with this important advice. Change only because you want to change. We can recognize that we need to change, but that can be very challenging. This is especially true when having to heal trauma. Fatima Oliver shares how she carried the trauma from her childhood into adulthood, and she explains the crucial role that therapy played in her healing.
3: I did the steps on the paper, and I looked at myself in the face, and I was able to face my fears head on and not turn my face away from what I was seeing. On this journey, she makes a very
0: important realization that we are worthy,
3: just as we are, right where we are. I'm worthy of love, like I am, as I work on other things, but still, I don't have to get to those other things before I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of love right now. And being able to accept that truth about myself, to me, that is the greatest form of self-acceptance. An important part of being able to make this
0: realization was to get help in therapy. Going through therapy and being open to it helped her grow and helped her realize the actual areas that she wasn't even aware of where healing
3: needed to happen. Between um, the therapy, um, talking to someone, and being able to really hone in on my faith and realign my life with my faith and bring in a spiritual aspect to my life that I hadn't really tapped into as deeply, it was those accumulation of all those things that helped me to be able to get to a place where where I could say, I found freedom. I found peace. I don't have those habits anymore. I still have difficult times, but I'm able to walk myself through the processes and and get to the other side. If you're not sure where to start with therapy, Sarah
0: Ames discussed the different types of therapy in my interview with her. She works with cognitive behavior therapy, compassion focused therapy and EMDR. There are lots of acronyms in therapy. You can learn more by listening to the full episode. The key there is that each of us needs to choose the type of therapy that matches us because there are so many different modalities. What will be helpful to each person depends on their particular circumstances.
4: I think that's a really good point, isn't it? That There's so many different types of therapy. Sometimes people feel flooded in a way with all the different information out there. Something that we do at Speakeasy is we offer a consultation, first of all, for that very reason, that when someone comes, they're coming because they're struggling with something in some capacity, for some it's anxiety, for some it's depression, whatever is going on for that person. I think the first thing that we would always say is that you need to look at what it is you're hoping to get from the therapy. So not the type of therapy, but what is your own personal goal? Is it more than I want to feel better? Because that's a given. But more than that, is it that you want to challenge your critical thinking? Is it that you've been through a a traumatic experience? Have you lost someone? Are you grieving? Trying to help you to establish that. And sometimes that's the therapy in itself.
0: I think a great place to end today's episode is with these final words from Sarah. It's important to remember that when we pause and celebrate, when we recognize the progress we've made, we can actually start to build habits of sustainable and enduring changes in our lives. This is deeply connected to the work of BJ Fogg and other researchers.
4: When will you be good enough? When will you be the best in the class or the best of this and the best of that? You're never going to get there if you're constantly moving the goalposts.
0: If you want to know more about the individual episodes, visit the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening or by clicking on the link in the show notes. If you know of someone who would enjoy listening to this episode or who could benefit from it, please share it with them. You can find more episodes like this one and have them automatically download to your device by subscribing or following the Changes Big and Small podcast for free. You can do that wherever you listen to podcasts or you can go to changesbigandsmall.com and click on start here for more information. There are lots of previous episodes that you can find on the website. I encourage you and invite you to go back and listen if you're new to the podcast. I hope that you will follow Changes Big and Small on Instagram. Come and join the conversation. Tag us, hashtag changesbigandsmall send us a message and share your suggestions. You can also join the Facebook group where we have additional conversations and that link will be in the show notes. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.